Welcome back to another episode of Heart on the Hill. My name's Micah Hart. Thanks for tuning in today. Today, Jessica De La Cruz, who is a Rhode Island Senate minority leader, is joining the show. We discuss everything from national politics and what Rhode Island is showing within that to local issues in the state of Rhode Island. It's going to be a great show. And as a Rhode Islander, I look forward to discussing this and just letting you hear more about what's going on in my great state of Rhode Island. First off, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. I'm happy to be on. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. So first off, I'm just going to introduce you. Um, We are talking to Jessica De La Cruz, who is the Rhode Island Senate Minority Leader. That just recently happened. So congratulations on that. It's big. Thank you. No problem. So first, my first question to you is just how is Rhode Island doing right now? I mean, we're seeing throughout the country a lot of people struggling with inflation, um, baby formula shortage, and there's just so many issues going on. So how is Rhode Island? Well, Rhode Island, unfortunately for us, um, there's that saying, you know, first in, last out. So we're first into a recession, last out of a recession. So, you know, as I'm knocking on doors, I definitely hear from people that they're struggling. They're struggling. They're using their credit card really to stay afloat. So, you know, the everyday or weekly necessities, you know, you grocery shopping or filling up your gas tank, all, everything is just so much more expensive. They they don't know how they're going to be able to afford it. And winter's just around the corner. So we're, we're definitely going to see a lot more families struggling, unfortunately. And I mean, I think, and you can just based on what you're seeing right now, we're seeing people like Alan Fong doing incredibly well poll wise. I mean, a recent thing just said they were tied. There's been eight point swings towards Allen. How is a, a state such as Rhode Island, which is solidly blue, looking like this right now, even though it, I mean, it's just the second congressional district, but still, how is that happening when we've had Democrats for years in office? Well, when you asked me how is Rhode Island doing, I was going to joke around and say, well, the, uh, the, the political establishment or the Democrats in power are probably not doing very well. Um, but I would say only because, um, you know, I think that people are, at least they're coming to the realization that a Republican will likely take that seat. And what does that mean for the future of Rhode Island? Um, I think that that means other seats are, are in play as well. And that maybe the tide is turning. And I'm not saying, you know, Rhode Island, we're not going to have a huge red wave like everybody, you know, like might see in the rest of the country. I always say, you know, we get a red trickle, but maybe our red trickle is uh, maybe a little bit more of a, a wave than before. But certainly I think um, Alan has an excellent shot. If if I was a betting woman, I would put my money on Alan. I just think his ads are doing really well. They're very relatable. I think that um, the Democrats talking about abortion, abortion, abortion isn't helping them because um, although it's important to some people, uh, you know, even on the left and the right, um, most people are really, they care about the economy and what's happening and how how unaffordable it is to just live and and, and maintain their, their lifestyle, which is not really, you know, I'm not saying it's an exorbitant lifestyle. It's just like, I want to take my kids to soccer and I want to have pizza night on Friday night. And can we, can we still afford to do these things? And I'm not being like hyperbolic, like, 
people are, are figuring, trying to figure out what do I cut. Yeah. And so you are, uh, as you said, you know, we shouldn't expect this huge red wave in Rhode Island, but you are one of the sole Republicans in the Rhode Island Senate right now. What are you doing currently to ensure that voters are protected and that, you know, the minority party is still being heard even in a state where, you know, it could turn a little bit red, but it's not going to be full-blown Republican by tomorrow? Yeah, so the reason for that is it's by design. You know, uh, we have districts that are made up to help Democrats and and the incumbent. And so, you know, even Burville, um, Gloucester, well, Gloucester's pretty red, but Burville um, has has really voted for Democrats. And, and you know what? I would I remind people, and they say, well, you live in a red district. Well, my district had a Democrat senator for 20 years. So Rhode Island, like you said, Micah, is very blue. Um, but I do think that Republicans can win. I think it's finding the right messaging, um, being, you, you, ha- you have to knock on doors. It's a hard, it's easy to do, but it's a lot of work. So easy to knock on someone's door, but, you know, are you willing to knock on every door in the district? which I, that's what I did the past two terms that I ran. So um, I think Republicans can win. And um, we just, we have an, a little bit of a, a battle on our hands because of the way the districts are made up. But um, it's not impossible. And you, we got to keep fighting. And I'm working with Senate candidates right now who are running for office with, um, you know, whatever they need. Uh, I'm donating to them. I'm I'm helping them with debate prep, or if they want me to look over one of their flyers or something like that, I do whatever I can to assist these individuals because I do believe that we can win. Are there, are there certain districts you think have a very high chance of turning to Republicans? Are there specific ones that come to mind for you? Yeah. One of the things we look for are open seats. Open seats are good opportunities for Republicans to win because there is such thing as the power of incumbency. It's not, um, you know, impossible to overcome, but it's very difficult to do. So we look for open seats, and well, there's one that was uh, Leader McCaffrey. Um, he was the Democrat leader, uh, majority leader, and there is an individual running in that seat, and he has an excellent chance. Uh, his name is uh, DeLuca, Anthony DeLuca. He has a, a great shot. Um, there's also another gentleman running in an open seat. Um, in the East Bay area, so it's a little bit tougher, but he's got a four-way race. So that really helps him out. Um, his name is Ken Mendonca. Um, and then we do have a few other races that we're watching. So, you know, I would love, we're, we're at five, and one of our members is retiring. So essentially I think we're at four. So I would love to have a total of seven this cycle and then, again, target some more seats and then work our way up to 13 total because 13 we could then block a budget. And, of course, then, you know, that brings lots of bargaining power. So Republicans would have a lot more power. What are you specifically really focusing on as you go into your next legislative season? Now, looking forward, what are things that you think need to come to the forefront this um, term? Well, there are a lot of things that are important to me. So, I mean, I've got bills from, you know, constitutional rights to, you know, uh, data privacy and uh, uh, there are a lot of bills, but I think the things that really are important to me this uh, election cycle is how can we make Rhode Island more affordable? Uh, we had a surplus, and when we have a surplus, it means we took too much, so we need to give it back to the people. I think that's important. So we'll be focusing on how can um, how can we make it 
easier for Rhode Islanders to get by. And by giving them back their uh, their hard-earned money, by lowering taxes and making us more, um, uh, you know, being able to compete with neighboring states. Um, candidate running for governor wants to lower our sales tax to what Massachusetts currently charges. I think it's a fabulous idea. Why would we charge more when our state is so small and people just, you know, you know, Micah, we're, we're the size of a postage stamp. We could just cross the border and go to Massachusetts and pay a lower tax, right? So there are practical things I think that we can do. Um, but also, um, I would say uh, there was one more bill that was, oh, education. Education is so important. We, uh, we know that we're actually worse off than we were two years ago with education scores. We're doing terrible. And I think that families, it's unfair to keep to trap, I would say, trap children in failing schools. And, um, and those kids are usually in inner cities like Providence and, and Central Falls. And, and we need to give those kids the ability to, um, to, to thrive as students and to find good jobs, but also to get into college. And so education is the way to do that. And um, if you're in a failing school, I think you should have the ability to go to a different school. So we need to work on school choice. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, Senator, to discuss this with me. I mean, it's so big what's going on in Rhode Island right now. Like everyone you talk to says Rhode Island would have never been in play, but this year it's in play for some reasons, and that's probably because of what's going on right now in our country and people are struggling. Mm-hmm. So it's been great to hear from you and hearing what you're doing at the state level as well because the state is always such an important factor. So thank you. Well, Micah, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, and I, uh, I, anytime you uh, need a, a guest on your show, give me a call. I'd love to talk Rhode Island um, with a fellow Rhode Islander. I appreciate it. Well, do have a great day. Thank you again, Senator, for joining the show. It was great to discuss what's going on in the great state of Rhode Island with you. Now I want to shift a little bit and discuss this a little bit more. So according to a 538 generic ballot projection, it shows Republicans with a slim lead of 0.6% to the Democrats. The Republicans currently stand at 45.6% to the Democrats 45% in this generic poll of who voters want in Congress. Now, there are races in several key states that are close, Rhode Island being one of them, and some states are just going to be crazy close that you would never think of, and that is Rhode Island again. And I want to just discuss what I personally would think is huge in this, and the senator, she kind of brought this up as well, is that there are a ton of issues that people really care about that, personally, I think the Democrats aren't focusing on. Education is a huge issue for a ton of people. I mean, you just look at what's going on in our schools right now, and it's appalling what we are allowing our kids to be taught, how they're being taught, everything. And it's not just the content, it's also how they're being taught by with what COVID did to all of that. I mean, COVID really hurt our children in so many ways. You had Gretchen Whitmer a few days ago just saying, you know, trying to defend her COVID stance with education. It's ridiculous. It's not okay what happened to our education system during that time. Kids 
are falling behind now because of it. And it's not okay. I mean, we're going to have to see these consequences long term now because you can't make up for one to two years of education lost. You just can't do that. It's not plausible. And then you also have the issue of now, well, different homes had different situations during COVID. And if you're expecting a parent to teach their kid during COVID, you're going to have different outcomes as where these kids are able to be within the same year. So kids in the same school year are going to struggle at different rates now. And it's a lot for teachers. It's a lot for parents. It's a lot for everyone. That child, we need to fix the education system. Make sure our students are getting the best education possible. Education is a great opportunity. It's a gateway, honestly. It helps lead to so much. It helps keep students inspired. It helps them to know what's going on it just in so many different facets so we really need to hone in on that education and you know that's a big problem and democrats frankly aren't showing the right solutions i believe i think the democratic party hasn't risen up to that and you know people are starting to notice i think and i think you saw with different states like florida compared to michigan florida compared to new york florida compared to california republican states seemed to do very well and, you know, maybe that will play out. Maybe it won't. We shall see. But I think there are other issues, too, that Republicans are really going to do well on the economy. That's like the biggest thing right now. People are struggling. And as the senator said, you know, people just it's things like having a pizza night after a soccer game. Those are the things people just don't they don't want to they don't care about having these lavish lives. They just want to afford life, afford to be able to go out, get pumpkins, get Halloween candy, live the normal American life. That's what they want to do. And Democrats aren't showing that they can handle that and help. Because look what where it's gotten us this far. Our country is struggling in so many ways. So many ways, especially in the economy. And Republicans have said, hey, we're going to step up. We're going to fix that. We're going to do something about this. And you know, whether they do or not, I'm not going to say I have my own opinions on that. I think they will. But, you know, I'm not going to say that they definitely will fix everything. But I think people are saying, you know what, this isn't working. Let's try something else. And that what hap- that's what happens a lot of the time. So I think as that's a, I think as we see these numbers, it, it makes sense that they are the way they are. People see the Republican Party as the party that's going to help my pocketbook right now. Help get those gas prices down. Help me to be able to afford to have my family and not be concerned when I go to bed that I can't I can't afford this and that we're just not going to be able to do this anymore. And that's what Americans are going through right now. I think it's also interesting. Abortion is a big issue. I mean, we saw what happened this summer and how much that is now bringing into this situation. But personally, I don't think it will affect this as much as people say it will. I don't think it will be the deciding factor. I think it will play a factor and it will maybe be big in some races, but I don't think it will be the biggest issue for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people right now, the economy, maybe 24, I think 2024 may be a better, a better chance where abortion will probably be a bigger issue because it's a presidential election. And I think that will just put emphasis on it. But I think right now people are really voting with their pocketbooks. And I said that, but I think that's really going to be the case. I mean, Also, immigration, I think, is going to be a big thing. We have a real crisis at the border, and we have a vice president who's done nothing. She was put in charge of the border, and she's really done nothing to do anything about it. 
And people are concerned. I mean, we saw what happened on the Texas border. We see a Republican, Myra Flores, win. She won near the border in an area, you know, maybe it wouldn't have gone Republican, but it did. And it went Republican for her because, you know, there are issues that people care about, like immigration, that Democrats are just not focusing on. Or they're saying, you know what? Whatever, we're just going to keep up with what we've been doing, even though what they've been doing is hurting the general public. It's hurting a lot of people. And I'm not saying the Democrats are terrible and evil and all that, but I'm saying that their ideas have been wrong on a lot of areas. A lot. And you know, Republicans are wrong on some areas too, and they're not perfect. They will never be perfect. But I think that a lot of Americans are looking right now and saying, what's the better alternative for us? You know, I think that was 2016 too. We saw with Clinton and Trump, people were like, what's the better of two evils? What's the best option for us to go with? And I think that's always going to be the case for the time being right now with politics, always just picking the better. But I think that really is going to be the case right now. People, people aren't always like so excited about the Republican Party, but it's something better right now that they can at least say, you know what, maybe they'll fix it. Let's give them a chance because the Democrats had all three branches right now. They are the branches of the Senate, the House, and the presidency. And what happened? We struggled. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out as, you know, election day is coming closer and closer. And specifically Rhode Island, I, as a Rhode Islander, am looking at that race and I am so intrigued because it's really close. And, you know, let's say Alan Fong doesn't win. Let's say he doesn't and he loses, but it's very close. That's still huge to me because it shows how far Rhode Island has come in that district, in the second congressional district, and that, you know, they realize something is up. And you know what? The Republican didn't win, but we realized that, you know, let's show the Democrats they don't just have our vote. Rhode Island still, we are thinking about these issues. And you know what? It serves as a warning. And I do not know who's going to win, obviously, but I, you know, I just think it's so interesting to see even how competitive it is. And that's been the real thing for me, you know. I would love to see a shakeup. I think it'd be great to show like Rhode Island is politically diverse, but I also just think showing that there is competition does show a little bit of that, that you know what? It's not just a blue state. There are sentiments, Republican sentiments in the state, or there are people who care about the economy, this or that. People care about different issues that the Democrats need to be aware of, both at the state level and at the federal level. These are issues that we care about, even in a blue state, very blue state like Rhode Island. And I think that, you know, I think we may see that in different states throughout the country as well, showing, you know what, hey, look at this. I mean, New York, look at it. It's pretty close for the governor's race. I don't know who's going to win there again, obviously, but even that you have like people writing articles about, hey, look at, let's, let's look at the Republican in New York because it's closer than we thought is crazy. And in a typical election year, that would not happen, but it's 2022 and the races seem to be so crazy competitive right now that we're talking about these things. And I think that's great because it shows, you know what? People may vote one party or the other, but they're also at the end of the day, people do think about things and think about what's going to benefit and help me help this country, help us move forward. And I really have been inspired by that lately. And I hope you can be as well. Thank you so much, Senator, for joining the show today. 
It's been great getting to hear your thoughts on what's going on in Rhode Island, but also in the country and what we're seeing in Rhode Island really showing how big this year is in politics and especially for the Republican Party. So thank you so much. And thank you, listener, for tuning in today. It's been great talking about this huge issue of the 2022 midterm elections with you. And I look forward to seeing what happens in the next few weeks with this election. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week.